Hello friends, this is Doug Scheibel and welcome to the Premature Bible Institute. So glad you could make it today. Just want to say uh, uh, welcome and uh, thank you for listening up to this point. Uh, I think that today we're going to be dealing with some uh, other issues and some things that we're going to see uh, people who, who whose lives were evidenced by walking by faith and they believe God and so on. They uh, trusted him and believed that he would do what he said he would do. Now, uh, that being said, uh, I just want to um, think about something here. Um, Thomas Sowell, who is uh, an economist, once uh, said that when a situation arises that demands a choice, he said this, he says, there are no solutions, only trade-offs. And what he meant by that was that no matter what decision you make, there are going to be trade-offs involved in whatever it is. It doesn't make any difference. If you choose to do this, to say yes to something means by nature you're saying no to something else. And so in this case here, we talked a little bit about Abram last week where, uh, you know, Abram, uh, we see was a, a descendant of Shem, uh, you know, of the three children that Noah had, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Uh, Abraham came, or Abram came from the line of Shem. Uh, the line of Shem. And God called and, and commanded Abram to leave his land, leave his possessions, leave his family, and go to a land that he would show him. And so that's what Abram was supposed to do. So God called and commanded him to go to this place. Now, Abram didn't know where he was going to be going. All he knew was that God was going to uh, lead him. And so he decided to do that. Now, for whatever reason, uh, there was enough confidence in God in Abram's life at this point that he decided to do this. So he had evidently had some good training from relatives, ancestors, whatever, uh, to see this take place. So, but when he went out, remember, God made a promise to Abraham. He says, you know, it says, from you, all nations of the earth shall be blessed. And so he says, I will bless those that bless you. I will curse those that curse you. And so he he left and, and he went believing God that that one day all nations of the earth would be blessed through Abram. And he wasn't quite sure how he would do that. But uh, in any event, Abraham, uh, Abram, he believed and he obeyed God and he took off. So, but, but when he took off, remember, he didn't go by himself. He didn't completely do what God said. It wasn't that he was being obnoxious or disobedient. We don't know all the cultural reasons why he did what he did. But when he took off from Ur of the Chaldees, he took his father, he took his brother, and his nephew also went with him. And so, and then they stopped in a place called Haran. And when they were there in Haran, Terah, his father, passed away. And uh, his brother, um, uh, stayed also back uh, there with him, but Lot went on with uh, Abram. So Abram and Lot went off together. So he hadn't quite, still hadn't quite obeyed him all the way, and God is just continuing to allow him to go on uh, farther. Now, as they moved closer to the place, it got closer to the place called Canaan, uh, Abram and Lot had a lot of herds. They were, they're both wealthy men. And so uh, there was um, the land that they were on and what happened because of, you know, how things happen. When you get two people dwelling together or living together, you start getting contingent sometimes. And then sometimes just between all the, the people that work for you. And so Abram's herdsmen and Lot's herdsmen started uh, disputing or arguing over, I guess, which land was whose or whose uh, sheep or cattle were whose and so on. And uh, so then trouble was coming up as a result of this. 
And so um, uh, let's read the scripture that talks about that and see what happened here. Now, Genesis chapter 13, verses 5 through 7 says this, Lot also, who went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. That means he was a wealthy man also. Now, the land was not able to support them. In other words, where they were living, they, were, they had too much for the amount of uh, uh, cattle and livestock that they had. There, there just wasn't enough ground to feed everything, feed everyone. Uh, so he says, now the land was not able to support them that they might dwell together for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell, dwell together. So you can see there, they were both, um, had a lot of cattle, a lot of livestock and the land just wasn't enough for all of them to be fed. And so they had to uh, do something there. And then it says this, and there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's uh, livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites also dwelt in the land. So uh, there was this strife that was going on between the herdsmen of Lot and the herdsmen of Abram. And so this was all going on. And the Canaanites and the Perizzites were people that were there that were dwelling in the land at that particular time. And they lived there also. Now, we know that they were probably watching all of what was going on between these two families. We don't know what they thought or anything like that. But we do know that they were there. So, and like I said, Abram's uh, nephew Lot had a lot of livestock like they did, and they lived in this confined area now is where they're at. And so Abram, Abram decided for the sake of fellowship uh, that they should split up. They should go to different directions so that they could have enough land for Lot's uh, livestock and also for Abram's. And so it says this in Genesis 13, verses 8 and 9. So Abram said to Lot, Please, let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right. Or if you go to the right, then I will go to the left. So basically, Abram is the one, he is the one that instigates this. He comes to Lot and he says, listen, let's not have this trouble. Let's not have arguments. Let's not let there be this strife between us. Here's what you want to know. We need to split up because there's just not enough ground for all of us. So here's what I want to do. You choose where you want to go. I'll take whatever's left over, and I'll trust the Lord in this matter. He doesn't say that to him, but that's what he's actually doing. So he tells a, uh, Lot, he says, listen, I'm not going to choose which way to go. You choose. If you want to go this way, I'll, uh, I'll go the other way. If you want to go that way, I'll go this way. But in either case, let's not have this strife between us, and let's just separate. Now, Abram was uh, exhibiting something here. He was exhibiting real trust. He was trusting the Lord. The Lord had made a promise to him that he would go to a land, uh, that he would show him, and he would make him a great nation, and so on. And everything was going to be fine. Uh, Lot, And here's what Lot did. Lot chose the best of what the land could provide. So Lot said, okay, that's fine with me. And so he looks around, he says, hmm, that place over there, that really looks good. I'm going to go that way. He didn't think once about his uncle, uh, Abram, about what might be left over for him. But that's all right. Abram says, that's okay. I'll trust the Lord in this matter, and I'll do it. So Abram didn't choose the best of what uh, was could be provided for him. He chose the best of what God would provide wherever God would provide it. So there's a difference. Abram was looking out for himself. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Lot was looking out for himself and his interests, and Abram was looking out for God's interests. And says, Lord, you want me to go? I'll go whichever way, and you, I'll trust you to provide for me. And that's what he did. 
but choices have consequences. And this is the thing. This goes back to that saying by Thomas Sowell. There are no solutions, only trade-offs. So the solution here was you had to look at it from, from uh, Lot's uh, point of view. He's sitting there saying, okay, um, my choice is going to have a consequence. What is it? If I choose to go here, I've got better uh, grass, better ground to feed my uh, animals and so on. It's going to be better. So I said, I'll go that way. So he was looking out for his own best self-interest. Abram was saying he was looking out for God's best interest. He didn't want to ruin God's reputation. And so he said, I'll go wherever the Lord wants me to go. And he went off in the other way. So um, they have a consequences. Now, Proverbs 14, 12 says this, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And that's what is uh, kind of going into that whole thing. Sometimes we want to make a choice about what we want to do and, uh, and just like Abram and Lot are, here and doing, uh, are doing here, we make a choice of what we want to do. Sometimes we don't know what the consequences are going to be. Sometimes we do know what the consequences are going to be. Sometimes we know that the consequences of doing the right thing is we might suffer. Sometimes we know that the consequences of what we do might hurt us. You know, in, uh, um, not in, uh, when I say suffer, I mean that in the right sense. If we do the right thing, sometimes there are consequences to that. But there are also consequences to doing the wrong thing, too. And so um, um, neither one of those men knew what the future held for them. Or let me put it this way. I, I don't want to say it that way. Neither one of these men knew the future. But Abram, at least, he understood what God had said would happen in the future. And so he relied on God to fulfill what he said he was going to do. Uh, Lot looked to the here and now, but Abram looked to the future. And he saw what God would do. So Lot trusted his own judgment, but Abram trusted God's judgment. And that's the key. And that's the thing that we need to remember for ourselves. What are we going to do? Are we going to trust God in what he wants us to do? Or are we going to trust ourselves and our own opinions, what we think is best? See, I, I've often told folks this uh, a lot of times. I said, you know, if you really want to grow and mature as a believer, no matter what you are, if you want to grow as a believer, then find out what's important to the Lord and make that important to you. And see, that's what Abram's doing here. He knows what's important to the Lord, and he's making that important to him. So he decides to do somewhere, go somewhere else. So Genesis 13, verses 12 and 13, it says this, Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. Now, it says here, Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan. Okay, that's where God was sending him all along. And it says, And Lot uh, dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. So he dwelt in the cities. So he he had a lot of possessions, and he spread out. And he went, he says, his, his possessions went even as far as Sodom. And then it makes a statement about Sodom. He says, The men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. Now, I want to talk about this a little bit. The people in Sodom were like the people were like Cain. Uh, they were like the people in the time of Noah, and they were like the people at the Tower of Babel. They didn't believe God. They didn't want to do what he wanted to do. They turned their back on him and decided to go their own way. They did not care about God, but only about themselves. And they didn't care anything about what God thought was important. They only cared about what they thought was important and how they could uh, satisfy that at that particular time. The people of Canaan were also, now the people of Canaan, that's where Abram went. They were like the people of Sodom also. 
But, you know, um, uh, and um, I'm sorry, but the people of Sodom were especially known for their evil practices. Let me explain that. Not all countries have a moral equivalence to them. I mean, if you get into North Korea, that's a whole lot different than being in, in England or Sweden or whatever. And generally in the other countries, European countries, America, and other, some other countries, they treat each other generally pretty well. But you go to a country like uh, North Korea or you go to some other countries where it's really, really harsh on people, uh, it's different. There's not a moral equivalence to the two. Yes, both of them are both of them are filled with sinners. All of them are. Every country is. But not everybody acts out all of their passions in the same way. And so <clears throat> Sodom was one of those places that did that. They they were they were sinners just like the people in Canaan, and Canaan were just like them, except the people in Sodom decided to act out those sinful um, tendencies uh, to a far greater degree. And that's why it talked about them being exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. See, now it says this too. They were wicked and sinful, not just in that by itself, but it says, but against the Lord. So they didn't want the Lord. They didn't want anything. They turned their backs on him. Uh, and they it's just what they were doing was just really dissing God. They were saying, we don't want to follow you. We don't want to listen to you. We don't want to do anything that you think is important. And so that's what they were like. So Lot chose to move towards the people of Sodom. Uh, and, and why? To benefit his flocks and his friends and his herdsmen and so on. In other words, he was looking, he was taking care of himself, looking out for number one, as we say a lot of times. But Abram chose to move wherever God wanted him to move. And that was the neat thing about Abram. That was his desire. But how about us? Are our decisions any better than Lot's? Or do we believe God and allow him to do what's best for us? Do we do that? Or do we just decide we're going to choose what's best for ourselves and do it? Even when God has clearly marked out things in the scriptures that he says they're important to him. And we just turn our back on that and do what we want to do. And we may not even be thinking that we're doing anything bad, but we just don't even consider what God thinks is important. Um, well, those are important things. And this is just a short lesson. It isn't a long lesson. I want you to understand that. And uh, this is kind of the end of this lesson. So it's kind of short, but it is something to consider. What is it that's important to the Lord, and are we making that important to us? And that's what Lot, that's what Lot and, and Abram, that's the example that we have here. Both of them had the, asked the question, what's important to the Lord, and how can I make that important to me? So Lot says, what's important to the Lord? He didn't care. He cared about what was important to himself. Abram says, what's important to the Lord is important to me also. And so he chose to go in the way that um, God wanted him to go. So <clears throat> that being said, next week we'll just continue on a little bit more on this story of Abram because it's a big story, it's a big important story, and things in there that need to be considered and talked about, and they will lay foundations for other things that come along. So remember, just to tag a friend, let them know about this, and have them get on if they can. Uh, and on their favorite podcast app, just go look for Doug Scheibel or Premature Bible Institute. Uh, on their favorite podcast, and they can find my audio podcast. And for this one, of course, if you're listening to this, you're on here already, please subscribe and tell people just to look for Doug Scheibel online and uh, and subscribe, and there'll be some credits at the end that will give you the information. So that being said, I just want to say thanks, and you all take care. Have a good week, and we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>